0: The definition of insanity doing the same thing expecting different results you are locked on cardinals your daily arizona cardinals podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Damn it. Locked on Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals. Your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Arizona Cardinals lose 31 21, fall to 3 and 6 in a game script that we're kind of used to watching this season. Offense, the only real difference was the offense came out, scored a touchdown for the first time in the first quarter of this season, only took nine weeks, and then just kind of let off the gas. Like they got an A on their first test of the semester and then stopped showing up to class. And it's frustrating for so many different reasons, one of which – It makes the defense look really bad. It makes the defense look a lot worse than the 31 points they gave up. It does. And there's a stigma attached to that. Especially when the blame pie is, people are trying to, you know, figure out the percentage of the blame pie. Who should get the most? The defense constantly gets more of the blame pie than they should. Are they the ones giving up the points? Absolutely. That's just science. That's just what we watch. The defense gives up points to the opposing team's offense. That's the dictionary definition of defense giving up points. And if you're watching the game, offense isn't helping much. Now, we'll talk about some bright spots. We'll talk about some what could happen now scenarios. Both of those will be talked about today. I promise. But first off, I kind of want to – first of all, thanks for hanging out on Twitter and YouTube – Twitter. Uh, spaces and YouTube. I shouldn't be doing this on Twitter spaces, but I kind of wanted to. So I am. Uh Thanks for hanging out post game. Uh I feel bad for the fans. I, I do. Um I can be a little bit more subjective, but I didn't grow up here. I haven't been watching the Arizona Cardinals since I was six. I wasn't getting Larry Fitzgerald jerseys in 2003 when he came into the league. You know, I've, Been here long enough, I promise you that. But I feel bad for the fans, especially the lifelong ones who are hoping for things to be different. And we're kind of seeing the same trends that we've been seeing for a long time now. Why did the Cardinals lose this game? Thanks for asking. One, penalties, penalties, penalties. It was just absolutely abhorrent, 12 penalties. I believe seven of them were pre-snap. Seven of them were pre-snap. I mean, 12 penalties, even though they, it was only for 77 yards only. 12 penalties is inexcusable. And let's, do, let's have a debate here for about 20 seconds because I'm sick of having this debate, but I love doing it. Sick of it and it love it. It's a love-hate. Well, it's on the players. The players are the ones who fall starting. The players are the ones who are jumping into the neutral zone. It's culture. It's stability. That's what penalties are. It's preparation. And that starts at the top. Sure, third string offensive lineman doesn't help. And they've had penalties all year when everybody was healthy when the season started. So you can scapegoat it with that, but penalties, 12 of them, give me a break. Okay, that's one. Time of possession. We haven't had to talk about time of possession a lot. If you've been listening to Lockdown Cardinals for a long time, I started here with twenty in 2017. Time of possession was a huge issue in 2018, 2019, and you know this year it hasn't been that bad. You want to be around the 30 minute mark. No, Saul. I haven't had any beers yet. I'm waiting. I'm I'm a I'm a gentleman and a scholar and a good employee of Locked On Sports. I don't ingest or imbibe adult beverages until after my day is over. Thank you, though. Back to your reg- regularly scheduled program. Today was bad. Today was bad. Um, they were on the field for 25 minutes, and it seems like five minutes isn't that big of a difference. It's a long time. Like, traditionally, the top of type of possession is teams that average, like, 30 minutes and 50 seconds a game. And the fact that the Cardinals weren't on the field for, for – for, you know, 30 minutes or even close to it. that That's a big deal. It shows that the offense sputtered, a lot of three and outs, a lot of no yardage games, which allowed Seattle to kind of flip the field, have favorable field position, and execute. And that's kind of part of the reason why we're here. Kenneth Walker, he's emerging as he's going to be a superstar running back in this league. Uh, I will allude to this. I don't blame the refs ever, and this isn't blaming the refs, but Seattle was opportunistic after getting favorable calls, one of which was a Zayvon Collins um, unnecessary roughness call 15 yards and extended the drive and the same drive after Byron Murphy almost, or, or I think it extended the drive and then Tyra Lockett pushed off on Buda Baker, didn't call it, touchdown, okay? the delay of game that wasn't called that resulted in the Kenneth Walker touchdown a couple of plays later. Like there are little things across the landscape of a full 17 game, 18 week season, in the NFL things kind of have to go your way sometimes. And they didn't for the Cardinals. They just compounded the fact that, you know, they weren't able to execute offensively. That's why we are where we are right now isn't just about what we watched today these are lingering snowballing effects of a clunky offseason a slow start to the season when they played three really good teams on paper in the first three weeks and really just a disjointed feel period there hasn't been any real fluidity like thursday night against the against the saints Two pick sixes in the second quarter and three passes, I think, kind of just flipped the script. But you saw some flow. You saw State Farm Stadium was rocking on a Thursday night, even though it was like at 70% capacity. But how are you're feeling right now after what we just watched is just a different episode of the same TV series. And that's something that is much more troubling than the Cardinals moving to three and six, because really, I mean, the Cardinals go on a run. Like if, if the Cardinals get to nine wins, they could still very well make the playoffs. If I know there's a lot of ifs, but this isn't a normal season in the NFC, the Cardinals at three and five were one game out of the seven spot when the game started. Okay. So the pl- all is not lost. All is far-fetched to make the playoffs, especially if they're going to continue to play the way they did. But this is just another episode of the same TV series that we've been watching, and that's troubling on a macro scale. And I'm going to talk more about that also. There were some perks to watching today. There were a couple positive things, and I'm going to hit those two because, listen, it can't be negative all the time. It's hard at times when talking about this team, honestly, but there are a couple things that need to be appreciated about this team that can get lost when a bunch of losses are clumped together in the middle of the season when this is kind of moving day. To position yourself to potentially make the playoffs i will talk about some positives I'll talk about some not so positives next locked on cardinals your team every day first there's always a positive in Prize picks prize picks is daily fantasy made easy okay you pick two to five players and if they'll score more or less than their Prize picks projections you would win up to 10 times your money on any entry no competing against other people it's just you versus the prize the projections available they offer projections on any sport you watch nhl uh NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball is over, but it will start again next year. PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, etc. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the Picks app or go to PrizePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match Up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, they'll give you 100. If you deposit 50, they'll give you 50. You get the idea. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 buccarinos. Cardinals lose 31 21. Alex, fancy locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for making locked on Cardinals your first listen. Okay. So macro wise, This is a different episode of the same TV series that we've been watching. (sighs) Blame pie, whatever you want to do. These games, as the Cardinals continue to lose, are just confirmation bias for what you felt before the game started. People aren't changing aisles at this point. If you think it's Vance Joseph in the defense, you're going to think it's Vance Joseph in the defense because they give 31 points. If you think it's the offense being anemic, you're still going to think it's the offense. If you think it's Kyler Murray being the problem, you're still going to think it's Kyler Murray. And if you think it's Cliffy Baby and Steve Kime, you're still going to think it's the aforementioned Steve, Cliffy Baby and Steve Kime. Just, that's, that's just the nature of the beast at this point. The fan base of the Cardinals is wild. Like, it's wild because I love interacting. Agree with me, disagree with me, I love it. It's probably the best part of all of this. It is. Because I like to hear what the fans think. And I like to either agree or disagree and have conversations. And after what we watched, I'm assuming most people's opinions about why this team is failing didn't change. There are a couple positives that we saw. Zayvon Collins, nine weeks in, there was a good draft pick by Steve Kime. Probably should have drafted a different position at you know, the position of need that the Cardinals had at the time, but it's not a backhanded compliment. Zayvon Collins has emerged as a young pillar of this defense. And I was wrong to think otherwise, number one. Number two, Rondell Moore is showing flashes of what this offense could be. And you add a Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore, when used correctly, was a good draft pick by Steve Kime. Not using him behind the line of scrimmage is still one of the things that makes my receding hairline recede quicker. There's nothing that stops a momentum drive faster than negative yardage on a first down play. And the fact that they're using Rondell Moore in front of the line of scrimmage instead of behind it It's probably the most growth I've seen from Cliff Kingsbury this year. It took seven weeks or six weeks to figure it out, but it's worked. And Rondell Moore and Zayvon Collins both are really emerging as nice young pieces for the future of this team. And that is a very, very good position for the Cardinals to be in, in positions of need for the Arizona Cardinals, both of whom. And that's fantastic to see. It is. Rondell Moore in space. If you haven't heard me say this before – um, the most enjoyable, like snackable content that I see in the NFL is Lamar Jackson running in space because he makes it like a, he, it's like putting a snuggie on in the winter. It's just, it makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. Like, wow, that is really enjoyable to watch because it's like, it's so effortless for him. Lamar Jackson, Rondo more in space is very close to that. Rondo Moore catching the ball and running in space like, ooh, gives me goosebumps. It's a beautiful thing to watch. Seeing more of it, him getting all the targets in the second half, it seems, that's a good thing. So Zayven Collins, even though there was a loss, Zayven Collins and Rondo Moore emerging in their second years, respectively, to being strong parts of their respective sides of the ball. That's a very good thing. It's a very good thing, okay? Some not so great. The offensive line was terrible today. It was terrible today. And the thing that frustrates me is the most important player on the Arizona Cardinals is Kyler Murray. It's the quarterback. It's not because it's Kyler Murray. If it was Colt McCoy, if it was Case Keenum, if it was Geno Smith, it doesn't matter. Quarterback's the most important player if you don't protect the most important player on the field none of this is going to work so sure no of no NFL team or any football team at any level from pop Warner up has the offensive lineman at third you know third string offensive lineman playing like starters otherwise they'd be a starter elsewhere got it the issue i have is Steve Kemp hasn't drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds since 2015. DJ Humphreys, Okay. Hasn't drafted an offensive lineman in the first two rounds. He's traded for and signed a bunch. So Andre Smith didn't work. Justin Pugh kind of out for the year. Traded for Cody Ford. Was on IR. And then hasn't played great. since. But, but he, you know, he was an offensive lineman for Kyler Murray in Oklahoma. Okay. Billy Price. Can't hike the ball to Kyler Murray. So. My, my frustrations lie in, yes, trading for Hollywood Brown, great move. Giving up a first-round pick when you needed offensive line and edge rusher and cornerback help doesn't really compute to me. Signing a t- Drafting a tight end in the second round, you're pretty much using like Max Williams. may as well have kept Max Williams and drafted an edge rusher offensive lineman in the second round. This is the definition of insanity that I continue to bring up. Steve Kime does not put the Arizona Cardinals in the best situation to win. He doesn't. The cohesion of the offense isn't there. They've, they're great players, but if one player gets injured, Ronnie Hudson's been out five games. There's no contingency plan. And we're starting to see what no contingency plan, but still having to play games because you know when players get hurt. That's what we're looking at right now. And that's not like an absolute statement. I know injuries happen, and I know that front offices and coaches and players can't, you know, forecast for three interior offensive linemen for the Arizona Cardinals to be hurt at the same time. I I understand all of that. And and this isn't me like, oh, well, you should have 96 offensive linemen, all of whom can play at a first-string level. Otherwise, what are you doing? You should be fired. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this happens all the time in the NFL and other teams adapt. It seems like when the Cardinals aren't playing in a vacuum, when nothing's going wrong and all the balls are bouncing their way, they can't win. Once there's one little smidge of adversity, they fold. We saw it. Thursday night last year, when AJ Green didn't turn around, that's when the season started to unravel. They won three games. Like they went three and two in their next five to get to 10 and two. And then the wheels fell off. But it's like one little thing shocks the system and they can't recover. It's frustrating. So, having said all of that, Cardinals fall to three and six. They're not out of it. They're not, I don't say that flippantly, like they're not. But what comes next, like tomorrow, is going to be fascinating. Like, is somebody getting fired? I could talk about this later in the week, and I will. But I want to get ahead of it now, because look, again, we watched the same thing Happen again. We, so we can talk about the the particulars. Robbie Anderson dropping a huge, what would have been a huge first down conversion. A false start for Robbie Anderson that negated the Andre Hopkins touchdown, but Zachary scored a touchdown anyways. We can talk about Kyler Murray fumbling the ball, which we will throughout the week. Like, this is the reaction podcast. Everything will be broken down a little bit more specifically throughout the week as we gear up towards next week in at a... Towards next week in LA at SoFi Stadium, going up against the Rams, how they lost to Tampa Bay today just absolutely blows my mind. So, the NFC is still open. But I want to talk about next is somebody getting fired. Locked on Cardinals. Your team every day, free and available on all platforms. Thanks for hanging out on Twitter spaces and YouTubers. You know, I'm here for you, and I get to talk about Bet Online next. Bet Online is your continued number one source for all betting for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game, and as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, well, Major League Baseball is over, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Alex Flancy Locked on Cardinals. Thanks for hanging out on Twitter Spaces and YouTube. Um, Cardinals lose 31-21, drop to three and six. Still in the cellar of the NFC West, but all is not lost. Offensive cohesion wasn't there. Defense trying to pick up the pieces. That's what we've been watching the majority of the season. There have been masterful drives by this offense. Like, where the hell on the sweet mother earth has that been for the last four and a half quarters? That's kind of what we saw today. The Cardinals scored six minutes left in the first quarter. Touchdown, great drive. Four and a half minute drive. It's like, okay, light switched on, giddy up. And then nothing. Then nothing. Their next score was, well, the next score was a Zayvon Collins pick six. And then you know the Cardinals came down and scored to cut it to three, and the defense just crumbled towards the end because they were on the field for 35 minutes. <sighs> Let's have a conversation. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna preface this by saying pretty much right when the off-season like free agency was so the peak was gone, where it's like everything was moving, and everybody's like, oh Steve Kime, this is what he does. He doesn't really Play in and, you know, play to the beginning. Michael Bidwell doesn't like paying a lot of money for free agents. It's time time, baby. He'll figure it out just on repeat. Like, okay. So I sat and I waited and nothing happened. And I sat and I waited and nothing happened. And then I'm like, okay, what is his game plan here? And I haven't talked to Stevie baby myself, but I find myself to be pretty intellectual at times. And I saw the tea leaves of, oh, this is Steve Kahn's plan. And this isn't me being conspiratorial. This is me looking at evidence and coming to my own conclusions. Conclusion. Man, traded for Hollywood Brown, drafted Trey McBride. Drafted, you know, a couple defensive players in the third round, all right? Okay. Um. Okay. So extended Zach Hurts. extended James Connor. Okay. All right. What are they doing on the defense? So Chandler Jones. Oh. Okay. Oh, You know Vegas. Yeah, they weren't going to pay him anyways. Okay. Jordan Hicks left. I thought that was a bigger loss than than other people. Wait. What? What are they doing with the defense? They're just going to let it rip. They're just going to run it back on defense. Wait, the season's almost started. They're just going to run it back on defense? And then it hit me. Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Kyler Murray, and Steve Kime all got contract extensions during the offseason. They don't load up the defense. This isn't like on purpose, but it gives Steve Kime the out that if the defense gives up a lot of points and the Cardinals start to falter, they can use Vance Joseph as a scapegoat. And that's what's happening. Do I think someone's going to get fired in the next 24 or 48 hours? Probably not. Probably not. Um, Who do I think it should be? If they did, it should have been Cliff Cliff and Steve Kahn. Both should be gone. But you can't really do that in the middle of the season because that really punts on the season. Unless you fire Cliff Kingsbury and make Vance Joseph the interim head coach, I'd be happy with that. If Vance Joseph gets fired before the season is over and Cliff Kingsbury remains his head coach, I'm going to lose it. Like pass, like as a gentleman, but I'm going to lose it as a gentleman. So the reason for this segment was just to like, take a pulse. Like somebody could definitely get fired tonight or tomorrow morning, you know? It would be like a lifetime achievement award and not necessarily just because of this game. This wasn't like Mike McCoy in 2018 who got fired mid-season after the Broncos put up I think it was like a 50-burger or something on Thursday Night Football. It's not going to be like that. But what Vance Joseph has done with his defense is incredible, in my opinion. Yes, they've given up a lot of points, okay? But they didn't have a fighting chance with the amount of talent that was added this offseason. And that's just true. It's just true. Buda Baker, still Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson got a nice contract extension. Byron Murphy has shown that he's a he's a, he's a wider, he's an, uh, a CB1. Zaven Collins is really emerging. Isaiah Simmons is showing flashes, okay? But they don't have enough elite playmakers to be a B or B plus defense. And they the whole plan was they didn't need to be. This offense was supposed to be an A. And the defense is supposed to be a B- and they're supposed to win games together. The defense is not built to win football games for the Cardinals, and it's being asked to every single damn week. And that's the frustrating part. That's why this narrative of oh, it's it's definitely Van Joseph's gotta go. Not so fast, Bucko. He's the only competent of the two. In my opinion, Cliff Kingsbury is ruining Kyler Murray's career so far and ruining the Cardinals' chances to win games. Simple as that. Alicente Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.